Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles quickly to the gospel according to Matthew chapter 16. And I'll be reading from verses 13 to 19. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias or Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, blood had not revealed. He said, For flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I'm going to title this message, Know Him. Know Him. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you. I stand as your ambassador. I stand as your representative. Without you, I cannot do anything. I pray, O oh God, that the heavens will unfold, that you will come down in a mighty way. Heal your people. Touch them, O oh God. Let no one under the sound of my voice live here the same. At the end of this meeting, we vow to return all the glory back to thee. In Jesus' mighty name. Uh, Jesus was coming to the end of his earthly ministry. And there was a lot of controversy surrounding uh, who he was. Some called him a prophet. Others called him a teacher. Some called him a miracle worker. And his opponents called him Beelzebub. And uh, as it was then, so it is now. There's always people have this controversy about whom he is. Some religions say that Jesus was just one of the prophets. He didn't rise from the dead. He died and remained dead. Hallelujah. But we know the truth. Amen. His disciples had been with him from, from the very beginning. And he now throws a question. He says in verse 13, Who do men say that I am the son of man? Who do men say I am? And they were quick to answer some so say you are John the Baptist, others say you're Elijah, others say you're Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And now he now zeroes it in. He narrows it in verse 15. He says, but whom say ye that I am? Who is Jesus to you? Whom say ye that I am? And no one could answer the question except Peter. Peter said, thou art the Christ. In Greek, the Christ means the anointed one, the yoke destroyer, the burden remover, the son of the living God. His other disciples did not know who Jesus was. It is possible to be born again for years and not know who he is. It is possible to witness miracles, to listen to teachings, and still not know who he is. His disciples were with him from inception. They saw him Raised the dead. They saw him walk on water. They saw him calm the storm. And yet only Peter had the right answer. They merely followed him 
but they did not know him. They did not understand his mission or, or his vision. Hallelujah. It is even possible to live with your spouse for years and, and not know who she is or who he is. Because to know somebody, you really have to study the person. You need an understanding of the person. It is possible to walk, to be a walker in the house of God and not know the God of the house. So knowing God is, is, is key to your breakthrough. Knowing who he is. How can you serve a God that you don't know? Before you serve him, you must first seek to know him. Who is this God? Many know about him, but they don't know him. So all we know of him is second-hand information, what you were told. But you need a personal revelation of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Knowing God involves a relationship with him, a close walk with him, an intimate walk with him. Spending quality time, daily devotion in his presence and in his word. Hallelujah. Just coming to church on Sunday will not cut it. For you to know him, you really have to spend time in his presence. Hallelujah. Amen. In Proverbs chapter 8, verse 34, it says, Blessed are they who watch, who watch at his gates. And wait at his doorposts. Blessed are they who watch at his gates and wait at his door. Watching and waiting. To know him, you must watch and wait. To watch means to monitor him. To watch means to have a, a state of expectancy. You are expecting a visitor. You are at the gates just watching. Watching to watch means to intercede, also to be an intercessor. Hallelujah! As we are waiting the second coming of Jesus Christ, we must watch. We must watch. Hallelujah! We must have this state of expectation that Jesus is coming. Amen. To wait, to wait means to tarry in His presence. Uh, to tarry in His presence. There's something about tarrying in His presence. Uh, many want power, but they don't want to tarry in His presence. To wait also means to serve him. When you wait on somebody in the restaurant, you're serving the person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We watch and we wait for an encounter. We want an encounter. We shall have an encounter in Jesus' name. Knowing him also uh, requires that we first know the person of the Holy Spirit. Know the Holy Spirit because it is the duty of the Holy Spirit to reveal whom Jesus is to us. The Holy Spirit is a revelator. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You must, you must know the person of the Holy Spirit. This is the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been given to us. Jesus says, I will go, but I will send another comforter. The Holy Spirit who will guide you, who will lead you into the truth, who will teach you all things. The Holy Spirit is a person. He has a mind. He has emotions. He has a personality. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is our helper. Everybody say our helper. The Holy Spirit is our helper. Many times when we have problems, we look for help on the outside. But the helper is on the inside. You must be conscious of the person of the Holy Spirit. In John 16 verse 7, the Amplified Version, he says he's our counselor, he's our comforter, he's our advocate. He says he's a strengthener, 
He's our standby. Hallelujah. And he's our helper. The Holy Spirit has been given to the church to help. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit reveals Jesus Christ to us. Amen. He dwells in us. He is with us. And he walks for us. We must be conscious of the Holy Spirit. When you're conscious of the Holy Spirit, you will not go to the uh, bed of uh, fornication with him. He dwells in you. You will not go to the nightclub with him. He's inside of you. He's a person. The Bible says we should not grieve the Holy Spirit. He has emotions. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is not just speaking in Having the Holy Spirit is not just speaking in tongues. Or operating with power. He is more than power. He is a person. Everybody say he is a person. Hallelujah. He's a person. He will introduce himself to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So for you to know him, to know who Jesus is, the Holy Spirit must reveal Jesus to you. In Matthew 16 verse 17, when Peter answered correctly, Jesus says, Blessed are thou, Simon by Jonah, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. We rely on flesh and blood. Flesh and blood means man. He says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Your pastor did not reveal this to you. You did not get, know this by going to Bible school. You didn't know this just because of your intellectual prowess. He says, this is top secret. This is inside information. This is classified information. God must have revealed this to you. Hallelujah. Stop depending on flesh and blood to reveal whom Jesus is to you. Hallelujah. Jesus is, uh, is only revealed you cannot explain. Stop trying to explain who Jesus is. Jesus must be revealed. You don't know him through explanation. It is through revelation. Everybody say revelation. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What are the benefits of knowing him? The benefits of knowing him. One of the benefits of knowing who he is, is number one, you know his ways. You know his ways, you know his habits. Hallelujah. You know his habits, his nature, his likes and his dislikes. Amen. You know, when you know somebody, you know how the person loves his coffee, whether he wants it with milk or without milk. You know how he loves his steak, whether done or half done. When you know somebody, you know the habits. Hallelujah. Amen. Many want to know his acts, his miracles, but they don't want to know his ways. Because knowing his ways means spending time to study him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. His ways. His ways. In Psalm 103 verse 7, the Bible says he made known his ways unto Moses and his acts or miracles unto the children of Israel. We, people jump from church to church. Or from prophet to prophet looking for miracles. But they don't want to know his ways. Hallelujah. When you know his ways, you know the way he's taken. Hallelujah. Amen. Our God is not a sugar daddy. He wants a relationship. Hallelujah. Many seek the blessings of God instead of the blesser. They seek healing instead of the healer. They seek deliverance instead of the deliverer. They want the provisions of God. But they don't want to spend time. Seeking the provider. Hallelujah. As Proverbs 8 verse 32 says, Blessed are they that keep my ways. So, when you know him, you know his ways. 
And when you know his way and you keep his ways, you are blessed. Hallelujah. You are blessed. I say you are blessed in Jesus' name. We shall know his ways in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, uh, couples have problems because they don't spend time trying to study themselves, trying to know them. Hallelujah. When you get married, it's, 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 uh, it's a school you never graduate from. You're always learning. Uh, that is why in First Peter chapter 3, verse 7, it says, Husbands, dwell with your wife according to knowledge. Study your wife. Hallelujah. Amen. Women are wired differently from us. Am I talking to somebody here today? Amen. Um, when you know God, when you know God, uh, it makes you know what God can do. His abilities. His abilities. The first one, you know him, you know his ways. Number two, you know what God can do. His abilities. Uh, the more you know what God can do, the more confident you are. You don't shake, you don't panic. Your trust and your faith in him grows when you know what God can do. In Exodus chapter 6 verse 3, Exodus chapter 6 verse 3, when Pharaoh had gone, uh, Moses had gone to Pharaoh several times telling uh, Pharaoh to let God's people go. And Pharaoh was adamant and God spoke to Moses. He says, I appeared unto Abraham and Isaac and unto Jacob. By the name of God Almighty. He says, I reveal myself to the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as the Almighty God. The Almighty God, Almighty, Almighty God. Almighty. In, 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 almighty means all powerful. I reveal myself to the patriarchs as the Almighty God. The God who was able to quicken the reproductive organs of Abraham and Sarah and they were able to, to bring forth Isaac. I revealed myself to them as the almighty God. Everybody say almighty. Almighty God. Hallelujah. Almighty also means all sufficient. The God who is more than enough. I revealed myself to Abraham Isaac and Jacob as the all-sufficient God, the God who is more than enough. I revealed myself to them as El Shaddai, the breasted one. Hallelujah. The God who is able to breastfeed more than six billion people and never run out of nourishment. Hallelujah. He says, I revealed myself to them as the almighty God. But now that you are in captivity, I'm going to reveal myself to you as Jehovah, as Lord, as Redeemer, and as Deliverer. Because Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac did not need deliverance. When God wants to do something, hallelujah, he begins to reveal, our God is a specialist. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, when you go to a special, my God specializes in everything. In the courtroom, he's Jehovah Shammah. Hallelujah. When you're broke, busted, and disgusted, he's able to provide. Hallelujah. Our God is a provider. Amen. When you're sick, he's Jehovah Rapha. Amen. He's a provider. He's Jehovah Jireh. Hallelujah. When you're lost, he's your shepherd, Jehovah Rohi. Amen. He is whatever you want him to be. 
So he said, I revealed myself to the patriarchs as almighty, but now I'm going to reveal myself as the deliverer. God will show himself as your deliverer in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So when you know God, when you know God, amen, you are at an advantage. Amen. You know him not only as a provider, you know him as the healer. Amen. And when you spend time, God begins to reveal different aspects of himself to you. Hallelujah. The extent to which you know a person determines the confidence you place on the person and the benefits you obtain from the person. Hallelujah. Like now, I've gotten to know Pastor Tunde. Amen. If I know him only as a pastor, I will only come to him for spiritual counseling, right? But I know that he wears many hearts. I got to know he's also a pharmacist. So if I need prescription, I'll come to him, right? So Pastor Tunde is a spiritual counselor. He's a pastor. He's a pharmacist. He is a, a, a businessman, right? So... You see, when I know all these aspects of him, I have an added advantage. Amen. Uh, so, see, if Pastor Tunde is, uh, holds a black belt in martial arts, and you want to attack me, because I know I'm safe, right? I'll brag. I'll say, look, you can't do anything. Right? Uh-huh. So, so, the level to which you know God builds your confidence. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Knowing God makes you understand the seasons and what to do. When you know God, you know the time. Many Christians walk around not knowing the time. Not knowing the time. Not knowing the time. Knowing the time is very important. Knowing the seasons, very, very important. When you don't know the seasons, you can start an ice cream business In the winter season. You see, it is foolish to start an ice cream business in the winter season. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When when you know the seasons, you dress well for the season. Amen. You dress well for the season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In 1 Chronicles uh, chapter 12, verse 32. The Bible talks about the children of Issachar. If you read this whole chapter, it talks of all the tribes of Israel. They were well armed. They were well numbered. Well armed and well numbered. But the, the least of the tribes were the children of Issachar. Hallelujah. The Bible says they had understanding of the times. They were the least, least armed, but they had understanding of the times and that gave them an advantage because they had understanding of the times they knew what to do they knew what Israel ought to do you see you can have numbers you can have all the guns but if you don't know what to do the numbers and the guns have no effect they knew what to do hallelujah the bible says the heads of them were just they had 200 leaders compared to other tribes they were the fewest, the least armed, yet the Bible says all their brethren were at their commandment or command. They were the least. But because they understood the times, I knew what to do. 
because they were in contact with God, all other tribes were at their command. They became consultants. They became advisors. They became leaders. They called the shots. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't understand the times, you are at a disadvantage. Not knowing what to do keeps you at a disadvantage. When you know what others don't know, people will be at your command. If you want to be a leader, just know what others do not know. Am I talking to somebody here today? So the children of Issachar, because they were in touch with God, they knew and understood the times. Hallelujah. Understanding the times. Understanding the times. The devil is attacking, ravaging families. Attacking marriages. Attacking children. This is not a time to walk around casually. Amen. The church must be in an offensive mode. This is the time to hide in the presence of God. This is not the time to walk around casually. If you walk around casually, you become a casualty. That will not be a portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Number six, knowing God makes you know the riches of his glorious inheritance. What he has made available to God. The Holy Spirit reveals the wealth he has made available to us. A man who does not know what, know that he is wealthy by virtue of the inheritance that has been bequeathed to him will suffer in poverty. The Holy Spirit reveals the glorious riches of our inheritance to us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. That we might know the reason why we were given the Holy Spirit is not just to speak in tongues, but to know the things that are freely, everybody say freely. God has freely given us to us, but you must know that they exist. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Knowing God makes you to know yourself. Your strengths, your weaknesses, areas you need to work on. You can never function optimally if you don't know yourself. If you don't know yourself and your weaknesses, you might end up criticizing other people without knowing that you're in the same camp as them. If you're committing fornication, you might end up criticizing those who are homosexuals. In hell, the same camp exists for sexual immorality. Adulterers, fornicators, homosexuals in one camp. I've never been to hell, but I just figured it out. If you don't pay your tithes, the Bible says you're a thief. So if you're lynching somebody who stole your cell phone, you end up in a, a thief is a thief in God's eyes. Whether you're an armed robber, 
if you don't pay tithe, you're a thief. So, no matter how well dressed you are, you lift up your hands to pray. When you pray, the angels say, Ole, Ole, Ole. Thief has come. You see? So, when you don't pay tithes, you are a thief in God's eyes. Hallelujah. In Matthew 7, verse 3 to 5, you must know, you have to know God. When you know God, on Sunday I talked about Isaiah, prophet Isaiah, a razor sharp prophet, could see through a wall. He was in Isaiah chapter 5, placing curses on sinners. War is this and war is cursing and cursing until he had an encounter with God. He said in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted. You see, high and lifted. His, 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 his strength filled, his robe filled the room. High and lifted. Your perception of God. Our God is not a small God. He saw how big, higher than the highest. A powerful God. High and lifted. He said, then he saw himself. When you see God, you see yourself. You see yourself. You see yourself. God is a mirror. You look at yourself through God's mirror. You see beyond your face. And you see the state of your heart. All the people you've put in your heart. You have animosity towards this. All in your heart. He saw his lips. And he said, woe is me. I'm a man of unclean lips. True repentance only comes when we have an encounter with God. True repentance. He said, woe is me. He was broken. Hallelujah. Woe is me. I'm a man of unclean lips. And the angel of the Lord took a burning charcoal and burnt his lips. Then he heard a voice saying, whom will I send? You are not ready to serve until you know yourself. You see God, you see yourself, then you're ready for service. Woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips. He had a voice saying, whom will we send? Who is ready to go? And he said, here I am, Lord. He was now ready because his lips had been burnt and purified by fire. That would be our portion in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Matthew 7, verse uh, 3 to 5, to paraphrase it, he says, you're criticizing your brother. You, you're saying your brother has specks in his eyes. Why you have a log in your own eye? Why don't you take off the specks from your eye? The log from your eye. Amen. Take off the log from your eye. You're looking at the specks. In your brother's eyes. The New Living Translation causes specks and logs. Hallelujah. So you must see yourself. Amen. Know that you are a sinner. Amen. Hallelujah. So knowing God. Makes you also to know what you've been called to do. Knowing God makes you to know what you've been called to do. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 17 to 18. Hallelujah. Your assignment, what you were created to do. Today, there's a rat race. Everybody's running everybody else's race. Copycats. Oh, this is how they pray in the throne room. They raise their leg like this. In Jesus' name, everybody's doing this. Huh? 
Oh, this is how they pray in, in the other church. Everybody say, away, away. Everybody saying, away, away. You see, you must know what God has. You are peculiar. Hallelujah. You are special. That, you're unique. That is why everybody has a thumbprint. Different from anybody else. Hallelujah. That the God, this was Apostle Paul's prayer to the church in Ephesus. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Wisdom, applied knowledge, revelation. In the knowledge of him, to know him. Verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that God will illuminate your spiritual eyes, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what he has called you to do, that you may know what he created you for. Hallelujah. We shall know what we have been called to do in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. When you know God, you know the exceeding greatness of the power he has deposited in you. When you know God, you operate in power. When you know the power that exists inside of you, you will not flee from witches and wizards. Am I talking to somebody here today? You see, if you don't know who you are, the devil will just kick you around. The devil will not kick us around in Jesus' name. In verse 19, he says that you may know the exceeding greatness of his power. This power exceeds the power of witches and wizards. This power exceeds the power of the occultists. There is no power like this power. The God who holds the universe in his hands. Hallelujah. With the power of his words. Amen. The God who is, who was, and is to come. Our God is so powerful. Our God does not back down his God all by himself. He made all things visible and invisible. Powers, thrones, and dominions. In him all things consist. Without him was not anything made that was made. Our God is everywhere at the same time. He was in your house when you left your house. And he was here to meet you. Our God does not need to travel. He doesn't need a car or an airplane. Because he is everywhere at the same time. Somebody shout hallelujah. He is the omnipotent God. He is the omniscience God. He knows everything. Our God does not need to be taught. Hallelujah. This God is an awesome God. The God who said let there be and there was. The God who sits on the circles of the earth. The lion of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The exceeding greatness of his power. This power is so great. You don't need any other power. This power is indwelling in you. Hallelujah. He says the power that raised him up. Raised him up. Raised him up. This power is able to raise you up. This resurrection power. No matter how down the devil has thrown you. This power is able to jack you up. Hallelujah. The power of God will raise us up in the name of Jesus Christ. So when you know God, you know the power that is in you. You don't back down. You don't retreat. That is why David, David ran towards Goliath. The Bible says in Daniel 11 verse 32, those who know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. When you know the God you serve, 
you are strong. Hallelujah. We shall be strong in Jesus' name. Amen. Number eight, knowing God makes you a rock solid and stable believer. Let's see Matthew chapter 16 verse 8. Hallelujah. Matthew 16 verse 18. Matthew 16 verse 18. Knowing God makes you a rock solid believer. Rock, rock. A rock is immovable, right? A rock cannot be moved. Hallelujah. A rock is steadfast. Hallelujah. Amen. Knowing God makes you, he says to Peter, because of this revelation. Hallelujah. Because you have a revelation of whom I am. Hallelujah. He said, I say unto thee, thou art Peter. Thou art Peter. He says, because of this revelation of whom I am. He says, you are Peter. Peter in Aramaic means Petrus, which means you are a stone and you are a rock. Based on the fact that you have a revelation of whom I am, you have now become a rock. You have now become stable, immovable, steadfast, and dependable. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse uh, 58, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Hallelujah. The reason believers are not stable, jumping from place to place like kangaroos, is because they have no revelation of him. The reason they move from church to church, the reason they chase prophets all around, is because they have not had a revelation of him. When you have a revelation of him, you become a rock. So he says, based on this revelation of who I am, you have now become Peter, a rock. Hallelujah. We shall be rocks in Jesus' name. Steadfast in the name of Jesus. Immovable in the name of Jesus. Dependable Christians. Hallelujah. He says, I will build my church. Church in Greek means ecclesia. They called out once. I will build my church. They called out people. I will build. He didn't say I will build a cathedral. He didn't say I will build a school. Hallelujah. He says, I will build my church to build people. Hallelujah. We shall be built up in the name of Jesus Christ. First Peter chapter 3 verse 5 says, You also, like living stones, are being built in a spiritual house. God wants to build you up. Hallelujah. Spiritually, you'll be built up. In your prayer life, will be built up. Jude 1.20 says, Build yourselves in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. God wants us to be built up. To be charged. Hallelujah. Built up financially. Built up spiritually. Built up in your marriage. That will be a portion in Jesus name. Hallelujah. He says Peter. Because you have a revelation of who I am. You've now become a rock. Now I can build on you. You see never build on people who are. Who don't have a revelation. Because they are unstable in their ways. He says based on this revelation. And because you are now a rock. A revelation of Jesus Christ makes you immovable. You know who you are. You're not faced. Nobody can move you. He says, I cannot build. I cannot build the ministry on you. Hallelujah. Because your foundation is now sure. You will not crumble. When, when, when you are a rock, you can carry weight. You can be a ministry. Am I talking to somebody here today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 
when we have the revelation of him, he gives us keys to his kingdom. My wife has the key to my house. Uh, hallelujah. Nobody, nobody else does. A- amen. Hallelujah. He says, when you have a re- revelation of who I am, you are now my bride. I now give you the keys to the kingdom. He says in verse, in verse 19, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The keys. Everybody say keys. Hallelujah. The keys of the kingdom of heaven. Keys represent authority. Hallelujah. Authority over demons. To cast them out. Delegated authority. Exhaust your power. To cast out devils. Hallelujah. To heal the sick. Amen. What we need is authority. We need power, but we also need authority. Hallelujah. Everybody say power and authority. A policeman carries a gun, but the authority to use the gun is a license to use it. Right? So having a gun without a license is illegal. Right? So the authority is a license. Hallelujah. You have the power, authority, the license to cast out devils. You, if you don't have the license, I go ask the sons of Sceva. Huh? They say, who are you? Re? Jesus we know. Huh? Paul we know. Right? Uh-huh. Lice. Everybody say license. The jurisdiction. The license. Hallelujah. I have the license to practice medicine in the United States, in Maryland, and in Virginia. Hallelujah. Amen. When you have authority... The reason why the redeemed Christian church of God is spreading like wildfire all over the nations of the world is because Pastor Adeboye has jurisdiction. When you have jurisdiction, you can bind a devil in Brazil because you're licensed to practice in Brazil, licensed to practice in UK. I can cast out devils. I can stop witches. Any, uh, you know, they call it witchcraft, right? I can ground their crafts, their aircrafts. Hallelujah. Anywhere. I might talk to somebody here today. So, the more authority you have, the more, the more sphere of influence you have in the spiritual arena. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, we need not only power, we need authority. Moses showed up in Egypt with just a rod. That was the authority. David showed up against Goliath with five stones. Uh, Samson uh, slew Thousands of Philistines with the job of an ass. Hallelujah. We need authority. Everybody say authority. authority. Uh, so when you talk about keys, you mean authority. You also mean access. 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 Says, I'll give you keys. Access into my secret place. Hallelujah. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Almighty shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There's a place called the secret place. It is the safest place to hide. A secret place. A secret. Only if you have made it to that place. A secret place. That is where friends go to. Friends. Friends. In that secret place, you're no longer a servant, but you're a friend. In the secret place, God begins to share secret. You know, God loves to gossip. Hallelujah. God loves to. There's a place you come. Uh, there's a place. There's a place. God begins to gossip. Hallelujah. Amen. He begins to tell you things that will happen. He says, that your uncle, that your uncle, that your uncle is is a winch. You see, he begins to share gossip. Hallelujah. There's a place. In that place, he covers you with his feathers. 
Hallelujah. No devil, you will not be spotted on any radar. Am I talking to somebody? Hallelujah. You will not be afraid of the, of, of the terror by night or the arrows that fly by day. He will give his angels charge over you to keep you all your ways. Lest you dash your foot against a stone. The angels will be taking turns forming an encampment around you. Hallelujah. You see, you tread on serpents and scorpions and every power of the devil. Nothing will harm you. In that place, you see, he will satisfy you with long life and with salvation. Hallelujah. There is a place called secret. We shall make it to that place in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In that place, angels are all over you. Angels. Hallelujah. In, uh, um, a couple of years ago, I, I, uh, I was at a meeting with an American prophet and pastor. Adebio was ministering. Before he took the podium to minister, there was a notable, well-known American uh, prophet who was ministering. And this, this, this man was hooping and everybody was shouting, preach on, come on now, God, you know. And while he was ministering, there was so much excitement. And the prophet who sat next to me, he saw, he saw demons just hovering around the place. In spite of the fact that this man was hooping, sweating with towels and everything. Hallelujah. Then Pastor Adoboye came on stage simply and with his uh, tambourine and knelt down. Angels are singing. And the prophet sitting next to me screamed. I said, what? What did you say? He said, I've never seen a man with so many angelic escorts. He said, immediately he said, angels are singing. All those demons fled immediately. Hallelujah. It is not by power. Neither is by might. My God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Access. He has gotten into that place. And the Lord one day told me, because I, I watch him closely. When he sits down and gets up, people queue up to sit. I said, Lord, what is it about this? What is about this chair? Any, the Lord said, anywhere he goes, there's angelic traffic. God lowers his ladder. You know, when Jacob in Genesis 28 got to a place, right? God lower than the ladder. And there was angelic traffic, right? So I said, Lord, anywhere I sit, let it be angelic traffic. Angels on assignment. We cut off demonic traffic in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There's a place you get to. Sickness will never follow you there. No devil will follow you to that place. In the secret place. Access. Everybody say access. We want to get to that place in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yeah, keys are meant for arrest. Arrest to lock people up. To handcuff people. Hallelujah. He says, I'll give you keys to lock, to lock demons, to, to lock demons up. Hallelujah. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Hallelujah. Whatever you bind on earth shall be what? So, when you bind demons on earth, right? He said, I'll bind them in the second heavens. They are base. The reason why people keep on binding and binding, you say, what happened? The one you bound yesterday, how did they escape? It's because they've not been bound from their base. When you have authority, you have the keys. As you bind them here, God binds them from their base. Hallelujah. Amen. It says, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be what? Bound on earth. Hallelujah. And whatever you release or lose on earth, you release captives. Hallelujah. You release blessings. As you do it here, I will stamp my approval in the heavens. That will be our portion in Jesus' name. 
you know, many times we pray, you know, jump, gesticulate, you know, all these things, and it has no effect in the spiritual realm. People pray, Africans, the way I'm sure the angel will be entertaining angels. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the Look. Hallelujah. Amen. The way we pray, the way we gesticulate. Huh? You see Africans. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't have to, you don't have to gesticulate and jump up and down. Huh? If you are a judge and you want to sentence somebody to, to 10 years imprisonment, 10 years, right? Do you have to somersault and jump up and down? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you have the keys, when you have the authority, you, you don't have to jump up and down. Huh? Sweating like a Christmas goat. Huh? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We bind and we lose. As from today, Elijah, a man of like passions, was able to shut the heavens. My God. One man, one man, a spiritual terrorist, went to Ahab. He says, as long as, he says, uh, uh, how did he put it again? Uh, as the Lord liveth before, before whom I stand, there shall be neither rain nor dew. The weather forecasters were saying there will be scattered thunderstorms, there will be showers, there will be an outpouring and stuff. He one man. Because they had, they had slain all the prophets of God. But God had a remnant. You see, a hundred prophets, the real prophets, they were hiding in a cave. Eating bread and drinking water. And, and the prophets of Baal were on the payroll of uh, Ahab and Jezebel. As it was then, so it is now. The true prophets of God are eating bread and drinking water. Hallelujah. But now is the time for the sons of God, the true sons of God to manifest. There's going to be a change of baton. Am I talking to somebody here? The, 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 the prophets of Baal are parading themselves on TV, making all the noise now. But God has a remnant. God has a remnant. Hallelujah. Elijah represented the remnant when he had the audacity to stand before Ahab. Jezebel said, what? I thought I had slain all the prophets of God. He said, there will neither be rain nor dew. Hallelujah. He said, according to my word. And for three and a half years, there was the heavens were shot. He prayed and he shot the heavens. Hallelujah. You can shut the heavens over these wicked folks. You can shut the heavens. Shut the heavens. Hallelujah. When Ahab was looking for him, he was the most wanted man. He said, you are the one who troubled, one man troubling the whole nation. I want to be a spiritual terrorist. Hallelujah. Strapped and laced with, with, with dynamite, dynamite power. If he touched me, I explode. Am I talking to somebody here today? Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you know him, you have authority. You have authority. No wonder Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3 verse 10 says that I may know him. A man who, a man who raised the dead still wanted to know him. Wanted to know more of him. That I may know him and the power 
of his resurrection. Many want to, they just want the power, but they don't want to know him. To have that power, you need to know him. Let's rise to our feet.